Blog Talk Radio. Some days life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. at all or 
you know, um, you know, not not doing much uh, driving these days. But uh, whether you drive or not, at least once a week, people go outside and start your car for about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, because if not, when you finally drive it, uh, you might have some problems. So just uh, once, at least once a week, uh, if not more, um, go outside and start your car. Um, even if you don't do anything, but, you know, just leave it in the parking space or the driveway or, you know, take it for a drive around the block or maybe get on the interstate and just, you know, go a few miles and, and turn around and go back home. But please take care of your vehicles during this time. Tammy, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Did you have some issues with the car? No, I don't have any issues with uh, my car. It was just something okay. that I was thinking about um, just because I know, um, you know, if you lose a car sitting too long and you you know you don't do anything to it, right. um, eventually you know when you when you try to use it you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have some problems. It's just like it, you know anything right. else that we have in our lives. If you if you leave it sitting too long, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know you, you you may you may you may have to try a little bit harder to get it to get it working again. So I just wanted to throw right. that out there. Okay, cool. Just a little little nugget for y'all. So cool. Well, things things here are good. It's really cold here. Actually, uh, a little bit too cold for me, just as far as the weather compared to how it's been. And then I hope I haven't made myself sick because I got out and walked yesterday, and I think I just was not – I wasn't expecting it to be as cold as it was, especially with the water and all that. So I've had the, just the sniffles all day today and just, just uh, so I, I didn't walk today. Today would be the first day that I didn't literally walk in probably more than a month now. So I'm kind of like wanting to run up and down the stairs or do something. Um, but other than that, I'm okay. And I, I really can tell, like, I just think mentally it has been just one of my um, – it has become a mental thing for me. Like it just getting out there in nature, really, really walking. Cause that's something I used to do every day, a couple of years back. And, but I kind of got off the, the bandwagon with it and getting back into it. I can truly tell that it has made the same difference that it's not like I didn't know. And it's kind of crazy how we find things that work for us. Even if it's not like this, I mean, it could be a product. I mean, I'll find things every now and then, and I'll say, why did I stop buying this? I just forget, and that that just goes to show how much access we have to too much of the same thing. Like, it could be a hair product. It could be a facial product. And I'll just find a little bit of it under the sink or something, and I'll think, why did I stop using this? Because I love this stuff. And it's because you go in the store and you see something <laughs> new and you think, I'm going to try this. And so I'm like, this is just this is just crazy. But other than that, um, if it's not raining, I'm going to just, just, just um, gear up in the morning and, and, and put on layers and layers and get out there. But it's supposed to be 34 degrees here tonight. So that's it's, cold. It's funny too, that you so. mentioned the weather, Tammy, because we're expecting uh, – uh, no, not necessarily, um, you know, in the in the county that we live in, but a little further west, uh, still in this area, but uh, 
they're they're actually calling for snow overnight. It's not going to be, you know, much to to you know to ruin people's lives, but um, it's it's amazing to think that it's April fourteenth, and here we are talking about snow, especially um, in this area. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so, so are the kids? Are you guys doing the? Have you? Are you starting to teach them online now? Is that is that what you were mentioning? Yeah, we started we started that to, uh, today um, with the uh, the the online learning. Um, we've had some technical uh, difficulties, uh, which which is to be expected because um, it's technology number one, and then two. Um, you know, we just haven't um, uh, used the program a whole lot, um, and so mm-hmm. I think now it's you know it, it, it's kind of an overload uh, mode, and then you know some uh, kids um, are going to be immature <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know do things that they should not do um, online. But uh, I think you know we, uh, we're you know, finding ways to work through it. Um, it was funny. Um, I popped into one of the sessions, and the the kid who had signed in with <clears throat> an, an inappropriate name. Excuse me. As soon as they saw me, um, and <laughs> as soon as they saw my name in the session, they immediately left. So, you know, they 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 know what they're doing. But you know, uh, unfortunately, that's just the society that we live in, but uh, hopefully things will continue to uh, get better and improve, um, you know, because there are right. kids who, who do want to learn, um, even though, uh, you know, they're not going back into a physical building, um, you know, until at least until next school year, there are some kids who are, who are serious about their learning. Um, so hopefully things will continue to get better. Okay, cool, cool. Well, I, I know that's starting to pick up. I've been hearing while I've been out um, working and so forth of teachers who are just having issues that some teachers just are not tech savvy. Like they don't have, especially with trying to set everything up and and um, do all of that. I know, uh, and, and I can understand that could be frustrating, especially for someone that's particularly older, particularly older than I am, because I get frustrated with trying to do it sometimes. It's just like tonight. It just seems like it's always kind of something going on with it. But, you know, it'll it, it'll work itself out. So um, in just the way of the time, the, the way of the times and the things we have to do, we just have to adjust uh, mentally and emotionally and learn how to do what we cannot do, I guess. So, um, I'll start out, Rodney, if you don't mind. With I had I was I was out today, and uh, just I don't know. Just today was one of those days that I I found myself being very observant of people, my surroundings, and just kind of taking it all in. And when I mean taking it all in, um, just kind of looking at people and then making it personal. So. I think what what had gotten me today to this place of just getting in my head, um, I kept seeing couples. There, were, there seemed to be a lot of couples out today, and they, not all, but for the most part, all of them looked really unhappy, like they just looked forced 
to come in together. They looked forced <laughs> to interact. Um, Sorry for I mean, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not, <laughs> but seriously, so after a while, like even down to, I remember this one couple, um, and I and I really thought it was more I, I don't know I, maybe I just misunderstood it all or, or misinterpreted it all but it seemed like the guy just was angry and, and whatever she did was not going to be right that that's just kind of like every time they would pass me and and to the to the degree where when they were leaving the store he was just still fussing and I think when he was when they were leaving he was fussing about her moving forward and checking out while he was still back there looking. But I was sitting thinking to myself, I would have did more than check out. I would have probably left you here with your attitude because he just had, he's just, like, he just, anything she said, touched, like, every time they passed, he just had this, too. He was just, and she seemed to be trying to, you know, just get past it and ignore him. Um, so I was just, just sitting there and just thinking about why, what, why would people who seemingly, you know, maybe perhaps have so much, even if, you know, if it's a family, you got kids. And um, I thought back to, I saw a post on, which is kind of crazy, but it did make me laugh. So a post on Facebook when all these, this, this started, someone said, um, I forget the name that they called the man, but it was like, um, Bob, Bobby, don't be mad because you there with Bob are thinking about Shirley. You know the song, uh, "Hello, Barbara, This is Shirley." Because <laughs> you know, saying that we're we're stuck in the house, so you can't get out to see Shirley. You stuck with your wife, Barbara. However that goes. And so I thought that is hilarious. But in light of everything, there's going to be a lot of that because um, if we're on, if we're in social distancing and say, for instance, man or woman, if your job has said, okay, you can't come in. How do you how do you explain going to see Shirley? <laughs> how do you explain to Barbara, you know, how long you're gone? <laughs> and so, and I hate that, you know, but it's just real. It's, it's, y'all know that it's happening. You know that people are getting sick of each other, and then they're coming out spending money. Um, and then I'm seeing people, you know, posting about when is the stimulus check coming, but at the same time you see people out just buying, buying, buying. And so long story short, I've reflected back to my life, and uh, and I don't know where this came from or why this was what I got for me. I, I don't know. Um, and maybe it's because I'm in this place of, of really pursuing my peace, my happiness, and in in uh, pursuit of what I love to do. That That's just where I am, that I'm just so over um, spending eight hours anywhere doing things that I just really don't love. So this thought came to mind just out of the blue. And and I'm gonna gonna say it's from from, from my creator for me. Um that I've made room and sent you all that you needed to manifest your deepest desires. But you let your feelings get in the way of receiving them. Don't do it again. That's clearly what I heard, you guys. I wrote it down. Like, I'm going to read that again. I have made room and sent you all that you needed to manifest your deepest desires, but you let your feelings get in the way of receiving them. Don't do it again. 
And then I instantly thought about the story, but I couldn't remember what it was. So I just kind of put the words in. I think I put the man that was drowning and would not take the help. And it came up, the drowning man story. So and you guys probably remember this story. I've, I've heard it, right? Rodney, have you, do you know what I'm talking about, the drowning man? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had an uncle that told me about it a long time ago. Okay. So I'm going to read it. Um, really, it's not that long. And I found a couple of things that kind of are tied to it because it had other additional references. And some of them uh, use it, say that the man is a pastor. Some of it just said a man, a fellow, or whatever. So it's, the, it's called The Drowning Man. It says, a fellow was stuck on his rooftop in a flood. He was praying to God for help. Soon a man in a rowboat came by, and the fellow shouted to the man on the roof, Jump in, I can save you. The stranded fellow shouted back, no, it's okay. I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. So the rowboat went on. Then a motorboat came by. The fellow in the motorboat shouted, jump in, I can save you. Standing man said, no, thanks. I'm praying to God and he's going to save me. I have faith. So the motorboat went on. Then a helicopter came by, and the pilot shouted down, Grab this rope. I will lift you to safety. To this, the stranded man again replied, No thanks. I'm praying to God, and he is going to save me. I have faith. So the helicopter reluctantly flew away. Soon the water rose above the rooftop, and the man drowned. He went to heaven. He finally got his chance to discuss this whole situation with God, at which point he exclaimed, I had faith in you, but you didn't save me. You let me down. I don't understand why. To this, God replied, I sent you a rowboat and a motorboat and a helicopter. What more did you expect? So, I'm going to throw it back over to you, Rodney, and just I want your thoughts on that. And I, I have a little bit more to share, but for me, my, my the words of my day was, "What more do you expect?" And I'm talking to myself um, as it relates to just being in this place where um, there's just, especially as believers. You know, we're, we're, we're in a place right now that I'm just not real sure we are aware of spiritually. So, Rodney, what are your thoughts on, on even what the part that came to me about, you know, I've made room, I've sent you all that you needed, blah, 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 as it relates to the drowning man story? Well, I, I, think, um, I think ignorance plays a huge part in um i guess the down uh, the downfall of people um or mm-hmm. um the failures of people i think i think that's what holds us back a lot of times um we get so caught up in um illusions and things that are fictitious that we don't care about what's real 
um, we don't search for what's real. Uh, we only care about those things that are in front of us or those things that make us feel good in our own ignorance. Um, I was talking to, to Mary a little while ago, and she was telling me about this pastor, and I remember seeing the, seeing the, um, the articles. Um, I remember seeing the headlines. I didn't really read the article because, um, I just, I just, I just couldn't bring myself to read it because the headline was enough for me. But it was basically she was telling me about this pastor who said that he was still going to have um, church service. Um, he was not worried about getting the coronavirus, and Samaria said that you know the pastor ended up catching it and dying from it. Now I don't know if all of that is you know. Uh, true or not, uh, you know, because uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure some people may argue, but but here was my whole thing in that. People are, like, people are just ignorant. We have a tendency to be uh, blindsided by our religion. Our religion gets us in trouble. The things that, you know, we say that we believe or books that we go by or what the pastor said or you know we we get so caught up in religion and and I'll just stick with religion for now there there are other things that that we turn into um gods but let's just go with religion the the purpose of religion is not for us to become robots the purpose of religion is not for us to uh, think that we are invisible and that we can do whatever we want because God got us. That's not the point of religion. The, the, you know, the, 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 the purpose of religion is not for you to um, take it and uh, gain, you know, some sort of title and abuse uh the title, that's not the purpose of religion. The, the whole point of religion is for people to have something to go by, for people to have a foundation, for people to have some beliefs, a belief system. And so, but we get, but, but we get, you know, involved in these religions, whether we pick them up later in life or whether we're born into them, however, however it goes. And then we think that nothing else matters. I remember one time my stepmom um, was speeding. We were on our way to church and she was speeding and she got upset because she got pulled over. I mean, she was seriously upset with God that she got pulled over and was given a speeding ticket. There's nothing in the Bible that says it's okay for you to break the law. In fact, in, in the Bible, it says that you should abide by the laws of the land. So you are not invisible. Even Jesus, when he was... Um, being tempted by the devil, 
And he said, if thou be the son, uh, it's in Matthew, the fourth chapter, and it says, if you're the son of God, make these stones into bread. Jesus didn't have to prove that he was Jesus. He didn't, have, he didn't go poof, turn, turn the stones into bread. When it says, uh, cast thyself down, for it is written that uh, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands, they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus replied that you should not tempt the Lord thy God. So even though he could have done these things, he did it. There's nothing to prove to anybody. Why are you trying to prove things to people? Going back to um, the man and the and, and the uh, the woman, Tammy, the couples that you that, that you started talking about. To me, that speaks to bigger issues. When somebody is constantly nagging or arguing with somebody or picking fights, that speaks to bigger issues. When when it's like, come on, like this this sounds ridiculous or this is pointless. There's a bigger issue there that the person just is not saying. But we have to get to a point where what's in us matters more than the things on the outside because once you fix what's on the inside things on the outside will change you know you because the way that you see the world will change you won't go into large crowds expecting people to make you happy you won't go into work and then get frustrated because nobody ever says thank you or pats you on the back or gives you this big raise or this big bonus those things won't be as big of a deal. Now, they're nice when they happen, but they won't be your sole purpose of going into work, or you won't leave mad and frustrated every day. You won't be mad and frustrated because you walk in the house and there's no food on the stove or there's dinner hasn't been cooked. You won't be upset because, you know what, maybe there's a reason why Dinner isn't cooked. Maybe there is a reason. Maybe there isn't. But you know what? I am capable of going in here and fixing something, even if it's a sandwich. Or I can go and buy dinner. But nothing will waver you. Nothing will, will, will mess with your faith. Because, and I've said this before, it's a terrible thing to, 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 to look to other people for, for happiness. Because if people can make you happy, they can make you sad. If they can make you laugh, they can certainly make you cry. So don't look to people for those things. Learn how to be happy and content with whatever you have and just strive for more. I saw, I see the same things that you see, Tammy, about these stimulus checks. Like, why is that such a big deal? Why, why is that such a big deal to people? I saw one girl uh, on Facebook the other day said, uh, well, because this guy was saying, you know, when you get that $1,200, you need to put it towards your your bills. Because even if they give you a break on, let's say, your rent for the next four to six months, that doesn't mean that you don't have to pay for the next four to six months. That just means that they're – they're, they're giving you time to come up with the money because there's a crisis. 
But you can't just say, oh, in September, well, I thought that I just had to pay for September. No, you got to pay for April, May, June, July, and August, too. And this one girl was talking about how, you know, um, and, and the guy said, well, and the guy said, I don't understand why people are going out and buying Jordans. Like, you can, you know, you're, you're, in, you're in the house. You can't go anywhere. And the girl was like, well, I like to wear Jordans, and so do my kids, so I'm still going to buy them. Just pure ignorance. But you got a lot of people who look to materialistic things to make them happy. I, as much as I love sports, I don't miss sports. It doesn't bother me not one bit. I love to go to the casino. I love to gamble. It doesn't bother me not one bit that I can't do it. Guess what? I found other things to do. I found a bunch of movies and shows that, uh, that I like on Netflix. Because it doesn't matter to me. If you take away, if you take away casinos and gambling and you take away sports, okay, I'll find something else to do. But we have to get to a point where we are happy and nothing can bother us. Back over to you, Tammy. Um, I, I, I do agree, and that brings up a point to, um, and you guys, we're going to get to uh, the self-awareness and a little bit of the generation um just the, the things that are going on with with the, this generation versus uh, previous generations. I I recently had just a just an, a very interesting incident um, that brought this to the light in a in a in a in a different on a different level and in a in a different way. And I won't get into that, but it just made me again look at the the very differences um, of these generations and I really hate to, to put labels labels on people and not all of the people in every generation are the same but what I think is happening is that we have we're just too quiet as as adults um, as believers as to what we believe in and what we value I just think that we're too quiet and we try to save face, and we try to avoid conflict. Um, we avoid the truth, our reality of it. It could just be our opinion, but we just seem to avoid um, a lot of things that that create other things. And so we'll get to that hopefully tonight. But if not, we'll we'll pick it up next week. But I think you're you're so right, Rodney. And for those who are just joining us. Um, we're kind of piggybacking from the drowning man story. This is where the man is drowning, and he's he says he's praying for God to save him. And so a rowboat comes by, um, another kind of boat comes by, and a helicopter comes by to to try to save him. But he turns all of those down, those requests down, and say, "No, I'm okay. God's going to save me." And at the end, he drowns, and when he has this conversation with God, you guys have probably heard this story. He says, you know, I had faith. Why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you this, I sent you this, I sent you this. What more did you expect? And so we do that a lot in our lives. So the question for me to to our listeners, what more are you expecting from God? 
and why. Um, because I, for me, I find myself saying, if God doesn't do anything else for me, he did more than enough, like more than enough and certainly more than, than I ever deserved. But, but what is it that we are waiting on and we're waiting in the name of faith without action? So what is that? What does that look like? Why are we doing it? Why do we do it? And and I'm sure in in in, in this story, um, that anybody in this story would would justify, you know, the weight and the faith. But how do we miss a helicopter, steamboat, rowboat, whatever? How do we miss that? Um, God has answered my prayers. And, Rodney, you said some things, but I also wonder about ego and pride and our our vision of what that help looks like, what we perceive that how is, like, what would one expect if they are drowning and a boat, two boats come by in a helicopter? What would you expect, say, if you were praying, what would you expect God to do in that moment? You got water, so if boats come, um, I would see, I would see you turning down maybe a Campbell or something. I don't know, um, but if if two boats and a helicopter come, what would what is the expectation? What were your expectations of God in sending that help? What was your faith telling you? And so measure that with um, I think about the guy who was telling me that one of his girlfriends, like friend girl wanted him to introduce her to one of his guy friends and she was just I think I shared this she was tired of being by herself but she wanted a good man and he said Tammy I picked my my friend that I know he's a good guy da 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 and they met and she said why did you basically he was too short for her she didn't like short men and he said, well, you didn't tell me all of this. You said it's a good man, and he is a good man. And so, you know, what, say, for instance, if she's praying for a good man um, and someone interests, introduces her to a good man and then she starts picking picking him apart because she had this idea of what this good man should look like rather than, and that was more important than what he should be like and who he is. Same thing with the hamburger story I shared, you know, how if you pray for a hamburger and someone just shows them like, hey, I, I thought about you, I, you know, they got two for one or whatever, and they bring you a hamburger, but it doesn't have cheese on it, so you're, you're pouting. You, you didn't want it. And you may have cheese in the refrigerator where you could just kind of stick it in a pan and warm it up. But what, what has gotten us to this point where um, – we are, and could it be like, like I said, I look up under the cabinet, and I'll sometimes think, why did I stop using this? Because I'll find, you know, a little bottle of something with maybe just a little bit in it, probably with intentions to go back and get it, but get to the store and see all this different kind of stuff and new stuff, and just want to try something new when there's nothing, there was nothing wrong with the old, other than I just ran out, and then go, get to the store, and there's so much more. So I just wonder what, um, if someone, if you're listening and you want to answer that question, what 
if this was you or if you were in a place in your life where this has made you think about some things, what else are you expecting from God? And is it possible that God has sent you, like I said, <clears throat> for me, I heard God's, God's voice for me. I've made room and sent you all that you needed to manifest your deepest desires. But you let feelings, your feelings, get in the way of receiving them. Don't do it again. Um, and I'm not going to do it again. And, and I mean, it's just that really, really helped me move to a shift, my paradigm shift to a different place, even mentally. Um, so if you're listening and you'd like to share, select the, the number one, and we'll um, pull you in area code and your last four numbers of the phone, of the number that you're calling from. Rodney, back over to you. Tammy, you made me uh, you made me think of something. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna share what um, my stepmom uh, told me one time about people asking God for things, and 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 so I may have been in high school, I can't remember, but she said there 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 was once a man who. Um, one of his arms was a lot shorter um, than the other one, and he prayed and asked God to make his arm like the other one. And so it happened. Both arms were short. And the whole, the whole point, you know, that she was trying to make was, you know, about being specific as, as you know, in terms of what you want. Um because sometimes, you know, we, we, we ask for things and we're not necessarily sure what we're asking for. Um, but you made me think of something, Tammy, uh, when you started touching on uh, women uh, wanting a certain man. And uh, it's funny because if you hadn't gone, that I was, I was going to go there anyway. It was written in my notes. But then I thought about this. When when people, I wonder, when, when we think about our heart's desires or the things that we want, what comes to mind, and, and this is something for everybody who's listening to ponder, when you think about those things, what thoughts go across your mind when you are thinking about those things that you want? For example, let's say you are single and you want to be in a relationship or you want to be married, when you think about those things, what crosses your mind? Is it the characteristics that you want in that person? Um, because a lot of times we, we, we get visuals in our, in our minds. Um, you know, when we're thinking about things, you know, are you picturing you know, a tall man, or are you picturing a short man, a, a buff man? Are you, are you picturing somebody walking with you in the park holding hands? Are you picturing other people and how they might respond to you taking that person around, maybe to a family cookout? You know, are you, are you, are you thinking about, ooh, like I want them to, like, you know, I want heads to turn when, when I take, you know, this man around, 
Um, you know, are you picturing yourself showing this person off? Are you picturing yourself happy? Are you, you know, thinking about posting, you know, it on social media, posting your business on social social media? What is going through your mind? Like when I when I think about, um, you know, when I wrote my first book, Tired of Being Black, you know, I was thinking about people's reactions, what people would say when I wrote it and, you know, their facial expressions and the controversy, you know, that might come with it, um, you know, because I knew the things that were in the book. Um, I was picturing those things. I was also picturing myself on TV talking about the book. I was picturing myself on the radio, you know, um, talking about the book and, and meeting all these people and becoming wealthy, you know, all of these thoughts were going across my mind as I was writing the book. So when you are thinking about those things that you want, I wonder, Tammy, what, what goes through people's minds? Because it's, it's usually just not that we want to be rescued from, from, from the roof. It's, we want to be rescued from the roof in style. We want to be rescued from the roof with everybody watching. We want to be rescued mm-hmm. from the roof by God himself, even though we don't know what he looks like. We want to be rescued by God himself. We 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 tend to have strings attached to the things that we want. We put unrealistic expectations on the things that we want, and then when we don't get it, we get upset, and it's like, wait a minute. You knew that wasn't happening from the beginning. Because, unfortunately, we live in a time where people want to be seen and people want to be heard. I see some some people's posts on Facebook, and I'm like, okay, why did we need a big shot of your <laughs> face to go along with this post? You could have just said three words and been done with it. Why do we need to see your face? You know, but but people like attention. You know, it's not that, you know, people just want to, you know, be in a relationship. They want other people to be jealous. They may not tell you that, but they want other people to be jealous. They want other people to look at that man, and then they're going to get mad because you're looking at that man. Like, you know, what is it, you know, that, that, that goes along with these things? And we may find out that the reason why we are stuck or have not gotten to those, you know, to those places where we're trying to get to is because our heart isn't even right. And, you know, it, a lot of things, you know, you know, are just, are just hanging out there and, and people's heart just isn't right. And you can tell because when people get things, if their heart isn't, if their heart isn't right, you, you, you see that it comes out. You know, we, we, we see uh, athletes and celebrities and entertainers all the time. We're like, man, like, they, they are just, like, reckless. It's like, no, 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 no. They were reckless before. They're just reckless with a million dollars now. Nothing has changed. They're the same person because you have people who have money who make very good decisions, who make sound decisions who will take that million dollars and in, in 10 years have $20 million. 
You have people out there who are like that. You have people out there with a million dollars, and they are giving people and not for show. You got a lot of people out here who do things behind the scenes for the less fortunate, and you never hear about it. Those people exist. I remember when um, when I was, um, uh, it was like my third or fourth year teaching, somewhere around there. And my school had never had a career day. And so I went to the principal, hey, man, like we've never had a career day. Like, can we have a career day? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And when you saw the people that came in for the career day, because at first the teachers were giving me a really hard time because, you know, I'm, I'm interfering with their instructional time. And then once they saw the reaction from the kids and even the, the adults were like, man, like these people are cool. Like we had a movie producer come in one time. Uh, they used to work with Steven Spielberg. We had a, a guy that came in from NCIS and uh, we had a, a college basketball coach come in. We had some of uh, the uh, Washington Wizards cheerleaders come in and, you know, and talk about, you know, their jobs outside of cheerleading. Like, you know, they were engineers, I think. Um, and it was, it was amazing because people were like, did you really call these people? Absolutely. What are they going to do? Tell me no. <laughs> That's fine. I'll go to the next person. But they did not expect it. But we have to get out of the, we, we have to get out of our own way. Back over to you, Tammy. Um, to this is a second article, um, and I'm not going to read all of this one. But this is a man that kind of came across this this the drowning man, I guess is what it's called. Um, so I'm gonna, I want to read a little bit about this because it gets it it puts it more in perspective. So, um, as you remember, God shakes his head. What did you want from me? On this particular one, it says, um, and the other one, what did what more did you expect? And so this guy says, and this is psychology today. He says, frankly, I think about this joke. So he calls it a joke a lot more than I wish I did. This is, I suspect, because I have never fully absorbed the lesson it has to teach me. The joke popped up into my head this morning as I read an opinion piece in the Christian Science Monitor about life in Finland. Helsinki is rather dull, the auditor's author Trevor Corson reports, and this is how the Finns like it. In exchange for the security of the things like free health care and education, the Finns are apparently content to forego many of the first world luxuries that living, that living life in the rat race affords us Americans. So I want to read just that sentence again. In exchange for the security of things like free health care and education, the Finns are apparently content to forego many of the first world luxuries that living life in the rat race affords us Americans. Also, the article reports, most fans decamp the cities for austere cottages in the woods for five weeks each summer where they, where they life, where there's life and more simple life. Okay, and then it says, granted, the author does mention that depression and alcoholism are endemic in Finland, and many fans report low self-esteem. But remember what I wrote earlier 
about the sun. And what he says earlier in this article is it just depends on how the sun rises or how someone sees the sun, the perspective of the sun rising, how their day go. And he says, note that in some spots in Finland, the sun doesn't rise at all for 51 days each year. This article was in my head when I stepped out of the shower to find my wife on the couch covered in our two pugs reading Frank Lipman's book, Spent. Now, I haven't so much as opened Lipman's book, so I won't say anything about it. His publisher reports that in the book, Lipman identifies the things in modern life that lead to energy depletion, such as stress, light deprivation, that explains the Finn's predicament, an erratic sleep schedule, and a diet high in sugar and processed foods. And he's talking about us. Folding the book in her lap, my wife wondered alone whether she might be addicted to sugar. I wondered whether her 12-hour workdays and the redless blackberries she keeps as a pet might be more central to the problem. And this is interesting, you guys, because I wanted to do a show on the effects of sugar, but we'll talk about that later. What about Finland, I asked her, and I related Carson's op-ed piece. When do we leave, she asked. We shared a nervous laugh, and then we both went off to work. What was I thinking about on the way to the office? The preacher in the flood joke, of course. I imagined myself heart-sprung like a cheap watch across the table from God. And he says, heart sprung from a heart attack. And he asked God, what's, what's with the heart attack, I demand. What did you want from he? He replies, I sent you yoga. I sent you Buddhism. I sent you Wordsworth, mindfulness practice, road cycling, progressive relaxation, acceptance and commitment therapy, Monet, children's laughter, sunset. He talks for a really long time, and even that, them article about life in Finland. So I hope you guys get that. These are all the things. So this guy puts himself in this boat atmosphere, basically, but only with a heart attack. And now he wants answers for why God let him see that that heart attack. And God's reply in his story was, I sent you yoga. I sent you mindfulness practice. I sent you sunsets. I sent you the the laughter, the voice of, you know, the laughter of children's, you know, just hearing them laugh, their voices. And then it goes on, I get the feeling that I missed my canoe a long time ago, and I waved away my motorboat too. I'm holding out hope for the helicopter. So he's saying, gets it now, and the helicopter comes, whatever that may be. It may not be in the form of a helicopter, but he, he hopes he gets it. But we'll just have to wait and see. It's pretty obvious that knowing what's good for us isn't terribly helpful. Ever meet an alcoholic that didn't know he needed to quit drinking? A 60-hour-a-week business guy or girl who didn't at, at a very intimate level know that each evening ending, that each evening ends in a sunset and that the cost of missing five or more of them a week was going to be very, very dear. Frankly, as a self-help writer, this poverty of knowledge leaves me feeling not a little disingenuous. I feel like I should be writing just one very short book. You remember all those things we've already said. Do that. As a guy fumbling for change, thought, 
recognizing the poverty of knowledge gives me a little hope. I'm getting comfortable with the fact that try as I might, I'm not going to be able to read everything, absorb everything, figure everything or anything out. Instead, I'm going to try slowing down enough to be able to hear that voice calling to me through the megaphone from above. And with that, I'll leave you from my desk. It looks like the sun has come out finally. And remember, this guy starts this off with um, basically how people, and I'll just, it, how people, look at find that part. Um, uh, da, da, da. Okay, he says, Hold this thought gently as you read on. Despite centuries of science, technology, and evolution, regardless of the miracles of medicine, psychology, and social development, irrespective of progress in all its forms, how you feel today probably has much to do with whether the sun came out as anything else. And that's where he goes to talk about the joke. So he's saying that he's just going to slow down in hopes that he will be able to hear that voice. And maybe that has a lot to do with it because we're so busy, we're so distracted, and if God sent that boat, we might just miss it. Then he sends another. We might just miss that, miss that, the helicopter. So you can have all the faith, but you have to have knowledge. You have to have wisdom, and you have to have a quiet mind, a renewed mind to hear that voice sometimes. And without that ego, or at least knowledge of that ego and those selfish desires. Because when I said earlier about the deepest desires, I wasn't talking about my, my, my desires. I'm, I'm talking about those desires that have come in agreement with God. Like that, those ones that as God changes your heart, those desires become one or in unity. So it's, it's, I know we've said we're going to talk, touch on self-awareness, but this, is, this has a lot to do with becoming self-aware, with knowing when to silence your life. And right before I turn it back over to you, it's kind of like the, the Facebook thing. I, saw, I was on there a couple of times today, and I remember thinking the same thing. One in particular, I, I really sat here about six, six-ish, I guess. I think I was getting ready to share the, the show again, and I came across, a video, and I literally said to myself, this is part of the problem. We are in a day and time where men who are the age of my dad are getting on Facebook to do this. And 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 it was, and I'm not saying that people can't have fun, but I'm, I, I am going to say there are some things that as we grow old, wiser, that we just, don't look good doing, and I, and I and I don't know if that sounds right or what, but some things we need to leave <laughs> for the kids. We just do. I mean, if it's if we're in a day and time like we're in the midst of a crisis, I don't need to see grown. I want to see grown men on their knees praying or taking care of their families. I don't want to see you trying to get the same attention as a sixteen-year-old. I expect it from them. I mean, I mm-hmm. and I'm kind of hard on the guys. I'm hard on the girls, ladies too, but. Somebody, like, because I come from a time where my dad or granddaddy, phone, what is a phone? And now, and you think they're going to be on Facebook shaking their tail mm-hmm. like a girl and, and whatever else and, and just trying to get all this attention. 
I there are times where I say to myself, y'all, I will do a whole post, and I was sit back and like, what are you really saying and why? And y'all, I'll take it out because it really is really about me. It's really about somebody seeing this or some kind of attention, and I'll take it out. Like literally, I do that so often. I said, what is this really about? What are you really saying and why? And I'm already to the point now, like, if that pops up, then I probably don't need to post this post anyway. Mm. So don't get so caught up, people, in what you see on Facebook. I, I mean, I know for for myself, I, I, I see people with pictures on Facebook, and that life is nothing like those pictures. How full of hell. But not on Facebook. Mm. Shining like the sun. And here you are thinking you're doing bad because you're by yourself or you don't have the same mess in your life. So back over to you, Rodney. Oh, man. Tammy, I know we are getting uh, close to the time here, and um, and, and I'll just wrap up with um, uh, I was going to talk about emotional decisions um, anyway. I was going to kind of go back to that. Um, and then I have an announcement to make. Um, but I, I think we, we, in regards to what you just said, I, I think we have seen a number of changes from when, when you were uh, growing up from when I was growing up. Um, and, you know, I remember when I used to work in the warehouse and, and, you know, back then I was what, I was a teenager. I was like 18, 19, 20. And um, in early 20s, I should say, because I worked there for a very long time. But anyway, I remember uh, working with this lady, and, I mean, she was in her 50s, close to retiring. And this lady used to come in these tight leather pants on. And I just used to look at her. I mean, the things that she would wear, I mean, she would wear, like, these, um, now, mind you, we work in a warehouse, but she would wear these, like, gold, shiny shoes, and I'm like, what in the world is she doing? Where is she going after work? You know, she would change her shoes to her steel toes, obviously, but I used to just be sitting there like, oh, my goodness, and she'd have her perfume on, and I'm like, you working in the warehouse? Are you sure about that? But um, it's amazing. I mean, and, and I think that um, I think it is a part of the the the, the problem that we see with um, with our younger people today. We kind of touched on it when when Tony was on, but um, we have gotten away from things that may not have been perfect, but they were at least okay or they were at least right or you know there there were some morals and values attached to them you know we've gotten away from those things you know we we you know where where you used to um you know see parents correcting their children even when their kids were babies you know uh two and three years old we used to see people correcting kids and you know kids getting spankings and you know all types of stuff we we don't see that anymore now everything is now everything is funny, and you know, you know, we we want to, um, uh, you know, um, you know, call everybody, and you know, I, and then 
when the kids get older, you know, when they're 10, 11, 12 years old, now it's not funny anymore. Now it's not, now it's not cute anymore. It's not impressive, you know, and then we decide, oh, now I want to raise, you know, this child, or now I want to correct this child. And it's like, wait a minute, like you waited way too long. You're going to have a hard time now. You know, we, we do that with nieces and nephews. We do that with, you know, uh, younger cousins, um, grandkids. I mean, you know, but we've gotten to a point where, you know, the the kids are so messed up because the adults are messed up, you know, parents. And and I know that, you know, you have parents out here who are working two and three jobs to provide for their families, but you got a lot of parents who, you know, who are home, you know, in the evenings, who are home, you know, on the the weekends and still don't have time for their children because they're too busy looking at their favorite shows on TV or they're too busy on their phones or they're too busy on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, you know, or they're, you know, they're talking to the girlfriends or the homeboys, you know, or hanging out with them. You know, people have time because they're not working and they still don't spend time with their children. They still don't have uh, family dinner time. They still don't, you know, try to talk to them and teach them. So we are in a very, um, very bad place. You know, the, the coronavirus is, is a terrible thing. We we've seen it take you know take lives, and you know we've seen it shut down this country. But this country was screwed up long before the coronavirus. We were in a bad state long before Trump. You know we we can't blame we can't blame it on him. You know we we were a messed up society long before him, long before this virus. And now, it's it, it 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 the only thing that they're doing is it, you know the only thing this virus is doing is just bringing it to light, you know that's why you see couples walking and it's like they don't even want to be there like like you said Tammy it, it just looks forced because people people have no other choice you know you 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 can't you can't go very many places now you know and where people used to you know. Maybe, you know, in, in the midst of their day, in the midst of their travels, you know, they might sneak over Barbara's house or Shirley's house. They can't do that now because, wait a minute, where are you going? You know, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't do that now. You know, people are, are you know, bound, to, bound to, to their own houses. And now you're starting to see, you know, the, the, what people really have. And, you know, you're starting to see those, those relationships crumble. And the sad thing is, it's, you know, people don't want to be together and can't and can't even leave. You know, um, so I think that we we need to do some some soul searching, and I think we need to figure out who it is that we're trying to be, who it is that we want to be, where we're trying to go, and when the that helicopter does come your way, that you will that you will hop on it. When that sailboat comes by, that you'll get on it. And stop missing your blessings because you're living this unrealistic life. Uh, back over to you, Tammy. Rodney, maybe maybe he was waiting on a ship. You know, maybe you know what I'm saying. You think about the two little <laughs> boats and the helicopter. Maybe in his mind it was a ship. You're know, thinking of like you know about how we how we so so selective based on height, size, rather than a good person. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But I'll just say this as we come to, as we prepare to close, because I tell you guys I am so past my bedtime. Actually, today I was thinking we might need to move this show up to 7 o'clock because, y'all, 8 o'clock, 8, <laughs> 8.30, I'm usually sleep. <laughs> and, like, so I'm a whole hour and four minutes late. <laughs> so, but I want to say this um I I heard someone say this, and I actually wrote it down on on the refrigerator. The memory of God comes to the quiet mind. And you guys, I just don't, I think we're just in such a rat race, as that article said. We're in such a rat race. And we've included our kids into that as well, until the point where we just, we cannot hear. And so when I think about the memory of God, I also think about the voice of I don't know if we really want to hear. I heard also mm. someone say everybody wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. Everybody wants everything to be good and to be anew, but no one wants to transform their mind, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Nobody wants to go through the pain that it takes to change like you want things to be different but you don't want to go through the process of making that happen I also heard someone say some of y'all don't want it that's why you don't got it and that's exactly how he said it and we have to say things like that sometimes to get the attention of people. If I just say, you know, some of you don't want it, so no, you don't have it. No, some of y'all don't want it. That's why you don't got it. Because what you want, what you really, really want, whether it's that pizza, that burger, um, we can equate that to healthy living. Like, you guys, I'm I'm still no Cokes for me. I'm still, I have not drinking. And that, I really believed that was the last phase of my true transforming, meaning changing my diet. Have I have I taken out all the things that, that I need to take out? Absolutely not. But that coffee and those sodas are gone. I'm mm. walking. I'm I'm doing more juicing. Um, I wouldn't say more because I wasn't doing it before as far as the juicing and the co- – I was having the coffee, the Coke, the tea, everything. Anything in between, all of that. And so it's body, mind, spirit, soul. All of that plays a part. Even what we're putting in our body. My intake of water has just tripled. Like I crave water now where I used to crave that Coke. Now, I've wanted a Coke a few times, like some few times so badly that I could, I could hear the sound of the, the, the Coke being poured over the ice. But I just said, you know what, what do I want more? And what am I doing all this for? And how can I master anything if I cannot master my mind, if I cannot control my mind? It's no different from when I went to walk that day with expectations of walking four laps, which is that, that's all, that, that was my, I, do four, I was doing four laps. And I heard the motivation thing say, the guy, how many how many laps do you do? I don't know because I don't start counting until it starts hurting. That's what the guy said, and that just blew my mind. And that was the day I walked so many laps 
more than I ever have, and I did not hurt at all. Like I kept waiting for the pain. So what that told me, again, and I know I've said this, but somebody new may listen, maybe listening, what that told me is I, I preset my mind when I said I'm going out here and I'm going to do four laps because by the third lap, I was trying to, I'm like, am I going to make the fourth lap? But the minute I don't put, I did not put a limit to it. I took that limit off. I'm going to walk until I feel pain. And my mm. body did not hurt. That's, that's amazing. So what else am I telling my mind? It's kind of like the trash can, baby. What else am I putting limitation on in my life and why? And if you really ask, ask yourself that question and really be truthful about the why and deal with it, it's kind of like the feelings and the emotions. You know, yeah, we have feelings, but what's the emotion tied to the feeling? To the feeling? And if you deal with that, the feeling will change. It may not go away, but it will change. You will no longer react to it. You will respond in a healthy way to it. So I'll leave you. The memory of God comes to those who have a quiet mind and that are seeking him. Seeking too. Now you have the quiet mind, but never want to seek him. The, but the memory of God, the voice of God, I'll add, the spirit of God comes to the quiet mind. Think about ways that you can quiet your mind for the rest of the week and, and make it a part of your life so that you don't miss the boat, the rowboat, the canoe boat, the helicopter, whatever it is, the horse. Whatever it is that you don't miss it Because it is likely If you're like us You've missed it so many times And it's like I heard God speak to me today I have made room And sent you all that you needed To manifest your deepest desires But you let your feelings Get in the way of receiving them Don't do it again that was my message for today. I hope you find some 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 parts in it that are that relate to you. But if not, please remember the memory of God comes to the quiet mind. Back over to you, Rodney. I don't have anything else. You said you had something to share with us. Uh yes, I do. So, um uh in in some of my free time <laughs> I seem to have uh, some of it uh, here here lately. Um, I decided to do some more writing, Sammy. So um, the next three Sundays, uh, to those of you listening out there, you can uh, order a copy of my uh, my new book. It's called I Miss School. Um, this Sunday I'm releasing the one for younger kids, and these are short um short, easy readers, um, but I, I decided to do some writing and kind of um, take what I uh, feel uh, or what I think kids may be feeling, what teachers may be feeling during this time, and to just put it into some uh, some e-books. Um, so uh, uh, they will be available. Uh, the first one uh, this Sunday, April 19th, um, it's the the book for younger kids. 
Um, and then uh, the following Sunday, April 26th, uh, the next one will be released, and that one is for older kids. And then I believe it's May the 3rd, uh, the last one will be released. And these are all ebooks. Um, and that one is for, you know, teachers um, and or adults. Um, and, again, they're basically about um, just what um, students may be feeling during the time. Uh, you got, um, you know, uh, kids missing their friends, kids missing their teachers. Um, you know, they miss switching classes. Uh, they miss, you know, uh being able to have have having somewhere to escape, you know, when they're tired of sitting in class, you know, they they might go to the nurse, they might, you know, go to the bathroom just to get a break, um, and they don't have the same um, luxuries and opportunities that they do now. You have a lot of kids in high school uh, missing their graduations this year, their proms. Um, the the second one uh, for older kids is it's kind of um it's about a, it's about a kid basically talking about um how they didn't take school seriously un- until this year they goofed around a lot got in trouble a lot and then decided to make a change this year and you know the year that they decided to to, to pull it together you know now uh the school year has been taken away from them so um again if you're listening April 19th 26th and May the 3rd, you can get uh, my new uh, book. It's called I Miss School. It'll be available on Amazon Kindle uh, beginning this Sunday. And you might be able to pre-order it before then. Uh, so please be on the lookout. That's all I have, Tammy. Uh, that is awesome, every- Rodney. Awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um and you can get it for the low price of two ninety nine. Just saying, it's it's only two ninety nine. So support your boy for two ninety nine. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I I want to also give a shout out to uh, one of uh, my uh, teachers at my school, Miss uh, Christine Wooten. She's listening um, again with us. She was on a few weeks ago when uh, when we had Tony on, um, and I didn't want to say her name without her permission, uh, but. Uh, we call her Woo Woo, so Woo Woo, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, and she's on your time, Tammy. She's all the way out in, I forgot what she calls it, but it's somewhere out in Iowa. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in. Until next Tuesday, everybody stay blessed, stay healthy, and stay safe. Good night, everybody. It's been too hard to live it. 